Isaiah 29. So I started talking about what does God want in camp? What does God want? I said, when you are in love with someone, whether it's friendship love or whatever kind of love, you listen for what the person wants. On the person's birthday, if the person likes granuts, don't buy cake. You have wasted your money. So I said, a lot of the things we call love today is really not love. It is our expression of selfishness extended to other people. We are so selfish that other people have now become our objects of selfishness. So I see a guy, he has pink lips, so I love him. It is not about the guy anymore. It is about my eyes that likes pink lips. I have extended my selfishness to another person. So the things we call love today really isn't love. Our self-gratification This person is like this, so I like that thing of that person. So it's not love, because I showed you in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it said love is not self-seeking. You see, so the things that we are calling love today is not love. They are self-seeking. They are looking out for, we are always looking out for ourselves, because true love will always look out for the partner, will look out for the object of love. So I'm looking out for, so even in, in, in the context of marriage, This is what the scripture said. He said, the man should do this, the woman should do that, because the man will love the woman, and the woman will submit to the man. So it's not, I'm not uh, loving as a man if I get married, I'm not loving myself. And when the Bible says, love your your, um, wife, what it's trying to actually refer to is that it will not come naturally. You see, when you are not yet married, you don't know that will not come naturally. Because at that time, she drives you crazy. So you took her to Pinkberry, Blueberry, you buy her Blackberry, and she would drink Strawberry. You see, so you are into the berries. And it's, it's kind of spontaneous because at that time, the feelings are strong. Even most of the time, to the time of the wedding, strong, strong feelings. You cannot wait for the day. On the day of the wedding, the, most, of the, most of the time, the guys cry. The women cry before they come, but the guys cry on the day. I asked my friend, Pastor Trusout, because I saw a video of him getting married, and he began to cry when the wife was coming. His wife was coming, he was crying. I know Pastor Trusout probably is watching me now. I'll say it, sir. I'll say it, bro. I saw the video. He was crying. And he has been trying to tell me that you, you wait and see. You wait and see. Your day, you will cry. No, I'm a deshi. <laughs> he said, he began to cry. He began to cry. I asked him, bro, why have you disgraced us? <laughs> then he said, when he saw his wife coming, he said to himself, I don't deserve this woman. And at the same time, he thought to himself, the instrumentalist began to play, dancing my soul. <laughs> so he was not sure whether it was the worship or the woman coming. You know, he began to cry. So much feelings on the, on the day. But when they get married, the feelings will dissipate because love is not about feelings. So, the, so God now tells the man, he said, husband, love your wife. It now becomes a command to love your wife. So he's telling you that at this time, you now become a professional actor. 
You don't want to go to a restaurant, but she wants to. So you have to take care. Do you understand? You don't like flowers, but you have to order it. Do you understand? Do you understand? You don't like, because you, to her, probably, you know, there are some, some women that uh, if, you know, you help them with something, it's called acts of service, right? You help them with something, they rather interpret that as love, like you really love me. Like as I'm in the kitchen cutting carrots, you came and you were cutting it with me. Wow. You see, some two, it's quality time. As you came back from work, you are feeling sleepy, but because she will require it to be happy. So you go and sit down with her. You want to sleep, oh, but you sit down. Say, hey, tell me what happened in the office. And she'll be telling you, eh, and I just I went to the police. And I thought, what was going Eh, because if you keep quiet too, problem has come. As she's saying, it, say, mm, 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 mm. But as she's saying, if you keep quiet, she say, are you listening to me at all? Yes. You are. Say, oh, no, I'm listening with my ears. No, don't listen with your ears. Respond. As she's talking, say, mm, 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 mm. So Akosia was my friend, and when Akosia went, oh, quality time. What's another one? Gifts. Praise the Lord. Don't worry, we'll continue the message. So, the one of the gifts, hmm, you, like for example, I never understood why I have grown man like me go have to go and buy flowers. What are you using it for? My question, what are you using it for? What are you doing with flowers? Will you, are you, are you a horticulturist? Do you, do you want to start a, a garden or what? Let's be serious. Gifts. From nowhere, you buy doman. From nowhere, you buy pizza. But you might not like pizza. And you, you, you dare not forget her birthday. You, you dare not forget her birthday. It's the 11th commandment in the 10 commandments. That one, Moses, Moses could not pick the stone that left on which God wrote it. Moses forgot to take it. I'm telling by revelation. That was the 11th one. Do not forget a birthday and the wedding anniversary. What do you think? Forget wedding anniversary. Oh. Don't forget, don't forget it. Don't forget wedding anniversary. So, oh, I was doing something and I forgot. Listen, your explanation at that time does not count. So, if the person says that it is flowers that mean love to me. It means you will have to be doing that to explain or to express your love toward the person. So they call it love language. You cannot use your language for the person. So the same with God because love is supposed to be expressed. He said, for God so loved that he gave. Love is supposed to be expressed. You cannot say, I love the person and it's inside me. Once it is inside you, the person does not walk around with x-ray. So, <laughs> so the person will not be able to see what is what inside you. So you will have to bring out what is inside you in a way that the person can understand. So the same with God. Now I was talking about marriage. I said, if, I said you become a professional actor. As a, as a man, you become a professional actor. You now begin to love in, in action. You see, in action, you begin to act it. Then for the woman, he says, the woman should submit not because you will enjoy it. The same way, not because the man will enjoy it. So it now becomes a thing of two selfless people. Once a little bit of selfishness comes in, the marriage is on the rocks. I get it. Because love is not self-seeking. Because any love that is seeking for itself is not love at all. 
So many people have transferred the same thing to the house of God. When they open their mouth now and say, everybody begin to pray. If they ever give us a machine that can tell us what we are all praying about, some of us will not come to church again. Because you will see things. Let's say what you are thinking or praying about, it will show on the early day. There you will see that 80% of the people who pray in the house of God are selfish people. Always looking out for themselves. Always looking out for themselves. Forgetting that God is a person, he's a personality who is love. You see, he, 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 brought, out, he brought up the whole thing of love. And so he, he seeks to be loved and he seeks to show love. People don't see God as a person, they see him as a genie. God has become a genie. Oh God, do this for me. Oh God, do that for me. Oh God, do this for me. I was having a discussion with one of the fellowship that I was telling about, about a lady who did not come for camp. She, when she came to church, I knew her. When she came to church, she was jobless. She was jobless. And I, call, I said, start coming to church. She started coming to church. She went, she came for more and more camp in December. Right after the camp, she got a job. She did not come for this camp. Why? She had a certain job to do. The God who gave you the job, the job is now the reason why you are not coming to him. Then you see how selfish people can be. And people take some of these things lightly. Oh, I didn't really. No, no. These things are high things with God. Because they are matters that involve love. You see, we express our love to God. And I mentioned some of the things that we do in expressing our love to God. Let me, let me mention this about going to, going to church. Listen, there is nothing like churches in my heart. It's not there. Where's the pastor? You're the pastor. You're the pastor of the church in your heart. Where's the choir? Why do you give the offering? In your lungs. There's nothing like that. And you got the canal people to talk a lot more during the lockdown. Hey, we said it. Now church is in your heart. Now church is in your heart. It's not true. It's not true. The assembling of ourselves together is scripture. Bible says when we are getting the last days, we must rather meet more. Because there's something about meetings. There is coming to church. And with the exception of people who have genuine concerns and genuine reasons why sometimes they're not able to come to church physically. Don't let the online church of, of, of lockdown now translate into after lockdown. You have to go to church. You have to carry yourself to church. Not because you like it, but because it is one of the love languages of the person you love. You say you must go to church. You go to church. I, I carry myself to church. Even because I became a pastor, I have to go to church. Why am I not going? The Bible says I should love, you know, you know there's something when we come together. The Bible says how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. He said it's like the ointment that flows from Aaron's head even to his beard, even to the skirt of his garment. He said for there, God command the blessing, even life forevermore, Psalm 133. Even life forevermore. For there, God commanded the blessing. There are some things God cannot say until we are together. Oh, only God, only God knows how many times certain words of the Spirit have come for the church when we gathered. What if we did not gather that day? There are certain things that happen only when we gather together. When the, uh, the, the choir has their camp. When we come there, see the kind of prophecies that come there. Why don't they come in their rehearsal? Why doesn't it come when they all stay in their room? There are some things God can only... There was a day God said, I'm coming to meet the people. They should gather together. They should take their bath. I'm about to talk to them. Why should they gather before he talks to them? Because there's something called a corporate anointing. There's a, there's a private anointing. There's a corporate one. A private one, as I'm praying with God, God is ministering to me. There's something that that does. Then there's one, a corporate one. When we come together, all of us, our graces, our, our, um, our, the gift of God upon our life, we all begin to benefit from one another. So as we are sitting, there, sitting here right now, there are, you know, um, let's say, a uh, matching of, of power and graces. Without you knowing, knowing, you are transferring something to this lady. Without you knowing, you are transferring something to him. 
without you knowing, as we are sitting together. That's why sometimes when we come to church, it looks as though your faith is so high. It is not your personal faith. We are supporting each other here. So you notice that in church, your faith is so high. When we get out, it's like, hey, you now realize that you have come to your real level. So sometimes, by faith, as you were full of the Spirit, you came forward, you drop a pledge. Ah, next week, I'm giving 10,000. Oh, that's so on fire. Ooh. Try me. Try me. As you leave this, when, we get, when you get to your house, ah, 10,000. Me. Well, what came over me? As you were in church, you pick your MacBook. Hey, anointing, anointing. Anointing. You have to put the MacBook down. Corporate anointing. At that time, your faith is so high. It's not your personal faith. At that time, we are all supporting each other. Bible says, as every joint supplies. We are supplying each other here. Because it's her body. We are supplying each other. The hand is not angry that the mouth is the one eating. Everybody is supporting. Everybody is supporting each other. See? Everybody is supporting each other. It's great to be in the house of God. So I said, it's one of the love languages. So God has love language. So I asked the question in camp. I said, what does God want? Because there's what God wants. There are things that God wants. There are things that God wants. And I, 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 we started looking at God required th- things which are past. We look at David and how God testified of David and said David was a great person. David was a nice person. And David loved him. So we know that if we follow David's examples, it's going to work. Someone said something to me. said, sir, I don't agree. Right? No, of course, not in this church. He said, I don't agree that there's something we can do for God to love us. It's not true. Go to Hebrews 1. You can do something that will make God like you. Hebrews chapter 1. Look at verse 9. He said, thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even that God had anointed thee with all of God, bless and your fellows. He said, because you love righteousness and hated iniquity, therefore God. I see. The guy did something, therefore God. There are people that God's mercy and love is upon them right from the womb. There are some too, they, they, they enter into the love. They enter into it. So, what does God want? We looked at our passion, prayers, praise, plans. We looked at, on Saturday night, I talked about God likes people. You see, he said, he told Peter, he said, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, Master, I love you. Jesus said, do you love me? He said, Master, I love you, you know. The last time I nearly killed somebody because of you. But that was not Jesus' love language. Peter nearly killed somebody because of Jesus. Jesus did not classify that as love. He did not classify it as love. Peter said, he said, I said, I love you. He looked at him again, he said, do you love me? He said, Master, at this time, Peter was getting offended. Don't you know me? I love you. He looked at him, he said, then feed my lambs. If you love me, feed my lambs. If you love me, go to the people. Go and preach. If you, have, if you love me, take care of people. If you love me, do something. Yesterday when I had the leaders with me, I told them, I said, Sally, that do something. Mr. Sally, that do something. If you love him, do something. Not, I love you, God. I love you. Open your Bible to Isaiah. Uh, uh, yeah, I already said we should go to Isaiah 29. Isaiah 29, I'll read from verse 13. He said, Wherefore the Lord said, for as much as these people draw near me with their mouth. You see? They draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their hearts far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Let me explain that. He said, these people worship me. They draw near to me. Other versions say, worship me with their mouth. They come to church. They come to church. When they lift the song, I love you, Lord. They will lift their hand and they begin to cry. And I lead. He said, they draw near me with their mouth and with their lips, they do honor me. 
They will stand in places. I love Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm a child of Jesus. He said, but have removed your heart far from me. So they are singing with their lips. They are shouting with their mouth. But God says, their heart is far from me. How is their heart far from him? How do you tell whether their heart is far from him? He said, and, and the other part is what I want you to notice. He says, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. It means, God is saying, their fear, the word fear over there actually means love. Their love for me, they didn't learn it from me. So they have their own love language. It's taught by the precept of men. It means it's the language of men that they are using to love me. They are not loving me the way I want to be loved. They are not loving me the way I want. Their love of me, their fear of me, is taught by the precept of men. The understanding of men. If you are dealing with, question is, if you are dealing with a spirit, how does a spirit interpret love? You are dealing with God. God is not a man. If you are dealing with God and God is a spirit, how does a spirit interpret love? What does a spirit call love? Their fear of me is taught by the precept of men. What would a spirit call love? What does God call love? What is love to God? So if you say, I love you, God, saying with your mouth, your heart is far. Singing, making actions that make people think you love God, but your heart is far. Why? Because their fear of me is taught by the precept of men. The precept of men. What men think love is, is what they are doing, not what I, God, think love is. So what does God think love is? What does a spirit think love is? He, God, who is not a man, would not want flowers from you. If you come to church and you're holding flowers, say, God, I want to give you flowers. So as the service is going on, you're walking. Father, we declare. And you think you have loved God? The fear of me is taught by the people of men. God doesn't care about that one. What does he care about? He cares about what he said is his love language. So what is God's love language? What will God say love is? John chapter 14. Let me tell you something. What I'm sharing with you today, if you grasp it in your life, your work with God will be very successful. John chapter 14. <laughs> Verse 14. He said, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Then verse 15. If you love me, keep my word. If you love me, don't buy me flowers. If you love me, don't only sing songs. If you love me, if you love me, the word keep my word means do what I ask you. God said, if you love me, do what I ask you. When you do what God asks you, it's in the spirit, it resonates back to God as ah, love, love, love. Love. The same way the, 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 the young lady will be sitting down and a guy will, the guy will come with flowers. Say, oh, oh, oh. I don't know whether they are cats. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen those videos? Birthday with saxophone. With breakfast. Where's India? India, come now. Come with your saxophone. Rhonda, so you are the lady. We are coming. When we come, act the way you both act. Come, come. No, no, I have to show how I've seen it. Even though I've not done some before. Even though I've not done some before. It's true, I've not done it before. Ah, trumpets, they were, are they? Hey, what if he blows the trumpet and God decides to use that trumpet as the final trumpet of the... So, we are going. This is the lady's birthday. Let's go.
Thank you. me more that you were eating all of a sudden you see a ring inside it but I realize it's kneeling down one my question to you is didn't you know what what have you been dating for I want to know the way you are surprised it's like it's like you're not expecting what have you been dating the person for you didn't know it was today the Bible says that blessed is the servant whom when his Lord cometh, he shall find him doing. That is waiting, waiting for the day. You should have been waiting for the day. That's how people miss rapture. But wait. Yes. Jesus said, if you love me, my dear disciples, if you love me, you do what I say. You do what I say. If you love God, one of the ways, one of the main ways God will know you love him is obedience. Obedience. Obedience, obedience to God. People take obedience for granted. Hey, to God, rebelling against his instruction is high defiance. David said, before I was afflicted, Psalm 119 verse 67. He said, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Every major problem in man's life is always connected to when he defied God's word. When he defied God's instruction, every major problem is when they went out of the way. He said, before affliction came, he said, I went astray. He said, but now have I kept thy word? Because the only way for me to come out of affliction is for me to keep his word. There was a day in John chapter 2. You know the story. This is the secret of the supernatural. This is the secret of the supernatural. John chapter 2, I'll start from verse 1. And the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, they have no wine. Jesus said unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? My hour has not yet come. Verse 5. His mother said unto the servant. Now look at, look, look. I'm, oh, Kabo Rabashi. Mary understood this spiritual secret. Jesus said, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for this thing. Mary said, hey, leave this thing. Leave him alone. Servants, come. Let me show you the secret. This is how water will be turned to wine. He said what? Whatsoever he said to you, do it. This is the secret of the supernatural. He said, whatsoever he said to you, do it. Whatsoever he said to you, do it. People want their own results from God without listening to God. It does not happen. It does not happen like that. Because God is only entitled to his word. Your tears don't move God. Your wailing does not move God. God is only moved by his word. Your tears can touch God. It does not move him. Bible says that we don't have a high priest who is not touched by the feeling of our infirmities. He's touched when you're crying. He's, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. We don't have a high priest who is not touched by the feeling of our infirmities. Then he says, let us therefore come. Because the tears or the feeling of our infirmities will not move him. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. You look, you look at it. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. So when it comes to the feelings of your infirmities, he can only be touched. He said, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Verse 16. Let us therefore come. You see, he's not saying because he's touched by the feeling of infirmities, he will come and do something. No. He said, because he's touched, let us therefore come. Because we, we, are, we are in some trouble, because we are in some problem, so 
he is touched by it. He's touched by the problem, he's touched by the trouble, but he's not going to move a leg, he's not going to move an inch. But because he's touched by it, he said, Now, because he's touched by it, let us come. What, what is that coming there? That's faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is, is a reward of them that diligently seek him. That means there will have to be a movement. There will be a movement to God, not because he's touched, not because you are in tears. He's touched that you are in tears, but you will have to come. Obedience. Obedience. Some people don't take obedience seriously, but they don't know that is God's major love language. Obedience. Let me tell you, when it comes to tithe, I don't listen to anybody's opinion. When it comes to tithing, because I am obedience to God's word. Because I know, let me tell you this. When it comes to tithe, because I understand financial things, this, this is it. When money comes to me, I have someone who keeps my tithe. I don't want to even see it. Isaiah 50, verse 7. I'll show you something. Isaiah 50, verse 7. He said, but the Lord God will help me. Therefore, shall I not be confounded. Therefore, have I set my face like a flint. That is obedience. Set my face like a flint. The word flint there means rock. He said, therefore, have I set my face like a rock. That means there's nothing you will say. There's nothing you will say. If you are hungry, if you are hungry and you come to me, that you want food and my last one is my tithe, me and you will all go and look for food to eat because I'm coming to pay my tithe. Say, oh, but it's all doing the work of God. I told you before, I said, you don't pay water bill to ECG. Water company was looking for their money. God, God is the one who told us to pay our tithe. So when it comes to financial principle, I don't want to suffer. When it comes to obeying, let me tell you something. Anytime, you know that the scripture I read to you, Psalm 167, he said, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Anytime I see my finances not going according to the way it's supposed to be, I start looking for the law I have violated. I start looking for, or I didn't pay, finish paying my tithe, or something. I start looking because I know that God is not wicked. God is not the one doing it. I know that I have to go and start checking the spiritual law that I violated. Because it says, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Once you are always listening to God and obeying his instruction, you are constantly in the supernatural. Write that down. Write that one down. Once you are constantly obeying God, doing what he said, you are constantly in the supernatural. Because God's power is released in God's will. God's power is released at God's word. Let me tell you something. If you are disobeying God, don't bother yourself praying. You are wasting your time. If you are in disobedience to God, don't bother praying. You are wasting your time. If you are in disobedience to God, don't because some of you say, if you pray, if you pray, it will give you power. If you pray, it is not true. The multiplicity of prayer is not what brings power. You are surprised. Now, I don't think I don't pray. If I set prayer for you now, they might use stretcher to pick you away. I pray a lot, but I know that power does not come from prayer. I know that power does not come from the more prayer. So the 10 hours, 12 hours is not what will bring the power. The power came, okay, if prayer brings power, who prayed for God to let there be light in Genesis chapter 1? Who prayed? No, tell me. Let's be serious. Who prayed? Did we pray? Nobody's prayer. The power comes from God's word. The power comes from God's word. So a lot of the time, when we spend a lot of time in prayer, what we are doing is we are sharpening our spirits to hear the word of God because it's the word that God speaks that carries the power. So, Lord, so if you pray, 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 and there's no instruction from God, there's no strategy from God, there's no word from God, oh, I beg your pardon, nothing's going to happen. Because God is committed to his word. He said, according as it was spoken, so shall thy seed be. So faith is not leaping. You know somebody said that faith is, I've seen those memes, not memes, uh, those quotes. Be careful of those quotes. Faith is taking the first step. When you don't see the staircase, oh God, you must see the staircase. You must see the, you must see the staircase, I'm telling you. I'm advising you today, you must see the staircase. 
Faith is taking the first step when you don't even see the staircase. You will fall down, eh? Faith is obedience to God's word. Acts chapter 6 verse 7. He says, and the word of God increased and the number of disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. They were obedient to the faith. A great number of the priests were obedient to the faith. Faith is obedience. Obedience is faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. By faith, Noah, being one of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an act to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive an inheritance, obeyed, obeyed. When he was sent out of his house, what was recorded as faith was that he obeyed. He didn't, you know, sometimes some people think, you know, they can disobey God and when trouble comes, they will speak a certain language and they will, they will say a certain powerful, oh, Father, oh, Father. You are, you are joking. You are joking. Once you are in disobedience to God, God is not there. If you are in disobedience to God, God is not there. Miracle service 2019, I taught on the sacrifice of, this, of obedience. The sacrifice of obedience. Listen, your life will skyrocket into glory if you obey God's voice. Listen, God has tested me many times in obedience. One day, I was supposed to, when I was very active with music, I was supposed to shoot a music video. Listen, I have paid the, the money. I paid the guy the money. It's not small money. I paid the guy the money. I have done everything. We have said. No, this one is going to be there. This one is going to be here. This one is going to be this. We are putting this one. We said, okay, we have paid the one who is going to bring food for all the people who are going to be in the video. Every, everything is ready. Everything is ready. The video is supposed to be on Sunday evening. Friday, Friday, I'm going to a camp. And I said, okay, right after the camp, we're going to shoot the video. On Friday, as we're going, and I said, okay, let me pray and commit the video to the hand of God. As I began to pray, don't shoot the video, say the Lord. I say I have paid. Do you understand? The money is more than 10,000. I say I have paid. I said, no, this is not the Lord. This cannot be the Lord. This cannot be the Lord. All of a sudden, I'm restless. I'm restless. You know what it means? You know how it feels like not to, when God is telling you not to do something? I want to say, I'm restless. The prayer is not moving. The prayer, there's no power in the prayer. There's nothing. In fact, I started convincing myself. Oh, as I see the video. The Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. As I shoot it loud, the Lord is with me. Oh, we have all the money. Don't shoot the video. That whole night I could not sleep. Because, you know, I had always, the team I was working with, always, we are about to do something. I come and tell them, God said we shouldn't do it again. Now, I'm, I, I was thinking they are tired of me. They are fear of me. Did you read that scripture? They are fear of me. stopped by the prison of men. The fear of man is a snare. The fear of man is what makes people disobey God. You are in a room with your, with, your, with, your, with your roommate. You are in a house with somebody. God tells you, go and do this. You say, if I do it, my roommate will feel what? He, he said, I have set my face like a flint. God, hey, come on. People know me. When God asks me to do something, there's nothing anybody thinks. What you think doesn't matter. Abraham was a general with the topic of faith. A general. He's a general with the topic of faith. God says, go and kill your son. He didn't tell Sarah because he knows if he tells Sarah. Who? Your son or our son? <laughs> Abraham! Abraham, I've told you! Do you know I've been in the labor ward? Do you know? Have you carried for nine months before? Abraham, don't try me. Abraham, don't try me. Abraham too knows that if he tells Isaac, Isaac might not go because people think Isaac was a small child. No, he was over 20 years. Yes. 
Oh, poor thing, he was a small child we were taking. Oh, come on, be serious. God did not tell Abraham to take Isaac. Because, you see, to take Isaac when he's a child is easier. You think, oh, God will give me another one. After taking care of him for 20 years, feeding him, clothing him for 20 years, God said, go and kill the 20-year-old investment. He did not tell Isaac. He did not tell Sarah. Because he knows that if he tells any of them, his obedience for God will not be fulfilled. He carried the boy. He said, let's go. And, you know, I've told you, I'll say it again. Don't watch those movies that they tell you that Abraham's, when, when God told him, go and kill yourself, he's like, oh, no. Sure. How will he become father of faith if he did that? No, he didn't do all no. He heard from God that night, I, uh, give me Isaac. He said, yes, Lord. The next morning, he said, I, follow me. They were going. And listen, God gave Abraham enough time to change his mind. Three days journey. They were walking for three days. God said, God told him what to bring and where to bring it. <laughs> well, that means there's where, where to bring it. Not only what to bring, where to bring it. If, Isaac, if Abraham sacrificed Isaac on the streets, it is not counted. He gave him where to bring it. Like somebody said, I'll give my tithe to my grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll give my tithe to my grandmother. It's all the work of God. It's all the work of God. You are ignorant. He said, bring it the tithes to my storehouse. He has told you where to bring it. I might say, don't take care of your grandmother. You have to. Hey, if I give her 10%, okay, what's, what, what's happening to the rest of the 90%? <laughs> what's happening to the rest of the 90%? Take your grandmother's home from there. <laughs> when people talk like that, all you see is, is greed. It's greed. They, they, they are not being sincere because you have 100%. Because you gave 10% to God, the whole world has collapsed. Since you won't take care of the poor. One time I told the guy, he said, the churches that have been taking tithe, no, it's not good. It's not good. They should be taking tithe. And I said, he said, because of the poor, the, the poor, the poor. I said, since you care so much about the poor, can I see your bank balance? His bank balance had more than 30,000. I said, you don't care for the poor. If you care for the poor, start with you. Take that 30,000. Go and start to distribute it to the poor. Then all of you will be poor. <laughs> Anna. Oh. So, Ike was following Abraham. Three days. And Isaac was asking questions. Oh, imagine your son is asking you questions. Oh! He said, Mira, oh, Dunine, Dunine. Mira, oh, you don't know that song. You are new Christians. Mira, oh, Dunine, Dunine. Mira, oh, Janine. No, Grandma, no way. Isaac, Grandma, no He was asking him, Daddy, Daddy, we've been sacrificing a lot. Um, I've seen fire. I've seen wood. But where is the lamp? <laughs> if he was not a man, if he's not a man of faith, you say, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> get, get out, get out. You know what I'm thinking about right now. Get out, get out. But a man of faith, he looked at him. He said, yes, God will provide. God will provide. God will provide. But in the meantime, you are the one. <laughs> hey! He put Isaac down. He took the knife. The guy was not playing. 
He was ready to kill Isaac. He was ready. <laughs> you know, we make it look as though he picked the knife. God, won't you say something? <laughs> say something, Lord. I can easily, I'll kill the boy. God, he took it, was ready. When he lifted it, the way the Bible says that God shouted, eh? God knew that the guy would kill the guy. <laughs> God, the way, hey, Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. Hey, 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 hey. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven. Hey, say, Abraham, Abraham. He said, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> And he said, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God. So God did not know before. I'm telling you, God did not know. Let me tell you, someone said, God knows my God, and he does not know your heart. Oh, this is a revelation I'm giving you today. I said, oh, God knows I love him. He does not know. He does not know. He will take to come and test it. I said, you come and test it. There's no, there are so many people in church saying, say, Lord, I love you. God, I love you. And God. Then offering bag will pass by. The 20 city was here, the 50 city was here. They planned to give the 20 city to God. But when they put their hand in their pocket, the 50 came out. They looked at it and said, no, Lord. <laughs> no, Lord. No, Lord. The sacrifice and offering you have not required. They look for the small one. Especially those who are always looking to their pairs. The smaller domination is for offering. What you are thinking is that the offering is for the church. That's what you are thinking. That's what you are thinking. That's what you are thinking. You are displaying... A lack of love for the Lord. That you are showing, you are showing God. For me personally, I lavish my love of God. I love my love. When I'm giving, I give with the mentality that I'm giving it to God. So he said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Obedience. I said, by faith. Hebrews 11 verse 8. By faith. Abraham. Abraham. When he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whether he went. I mean, no, no wonder he's the father of faith. Why? Because he went out not knowing where he was going. Can you imagine? God speaks to Abraham and says, Hey, Abraham, get out of the father's house. He said, get out. Um, Lord, where am I going to? He said, I won't tell you now. Go. Go to where? Go. Father of faith. He stepped out. Not only did he step out, he's out with his wife. He's out with, with all his servants. I mean, where are they going? What future does he have for them? All he was standing on, he was standing on God's word. He was standing on what God had told him to go out. You see, I'm never, I'm never, you know, when I was about to start the church, different people were telling me things. Like somebody said, hey, before you start the church, you must have money, oh. You must have money. If you don't have money, you cannot start a church. You cannot. They were telling me, so, said, so, get money first. Get money first. But God had told me to go. God said I should go. So, every other person's opinion does not matter. God says go. And physically speaking, it sounds nice. It sounds like it's true that I must have money before I go out. Physically speaking, because how will you pay for venue? How will you pay for venue? So physically, it sounds like it is true. But you know what? I have been trained over the years to stand on what God said. So if God says, move to this place, I'm going to move there. That's why when we went to, when, when we we're about to start, and I was looking for different places. I, look, I, I went for different places. Are you seeing this? There's this uh, guest house over here. Africana guest house. I went to Africana guest house. When I got inside there and I saw the, the venue, I said, Lord, I will start here. When I walked out, God said, that is not the place. I went to Vice Chancellor's Auditorium. I got there. I spoke. I said, oh, I said English. I speak three. I, I said everything. The man said, he's not giving it to me. When I walked out of the place, I was going to pray that God, let this man give it to me. God said, that is not the place. 
I want to meet a friend at Holiday Inn to have a meeting. When I entered, God said, this is the place. God, how am I going to pay? You know why? Because when I was getting to the end of, of 2017, getting to the end of 2017, every money I had in my account, God made me give it. I gave everything in my account for different things. I gave this to that. I gave this to this. I gave this to that. And the last sum of it was what I used to organize the Encounter Love at Liman. So, literally, God was trying to teach me something. That you don't need the money in your account. Bring it. I, he collected it from me. He said, go and start. I stood on the word of God. And I have not lacked a single city since I started the work of God. What if I had said, oh Lord, holiday. God, are you serious? God, you think we are playing here? God, you live in Accra? Accra! <laughs> Lord, do you like God? You know, but you know what? By the time God is telling you to do something, He has also gone to tell the other person that you are coming. Yes. When I got there, the woman looked at me. She said, "We have never allowed a church to do this and do that." But you know what? I remember the woman so well, Sister Mary. She looked at me. She said, "You know what? We will try with you." We'll try with you. I said, because God told me that I should come here. She laughed. She laughed. God told us to go there. And we started there. One of the cleaners there used to like to give me motivational messages. Because the hall sits 50 people. Every time we are 12, 13. The guy told me, he said, it shall be well. <laughs> Those who were there remember, I would usually come and stand outside. And I'll be welcoming members to church. I'll be welcoming members to church. Stand outside. Welcoming members to church. Welcoming members to church. That church, that I listened to God's voice to start, three years later, shook this nation. Listen to God's voice. Don't jump into a business because it is moving. Oh, this one they move, this one they move. No, listen to God's voice. What's God telling you to do? It might be unpopular. People might not be thinking it is anything. Just follow God's voice. He said, if you love me, Keep my word. If you love me, keep what I've told you. If you love me, keep what I've told you. Obedience. He said, great number of the priests were obedient to the faith. You stick with what God has said. Despite the challenges. You stick with what God has said. In fact, when Abraham stepped out and he didn't know where he was going, a king called Avimelech took his wife. He should have come to God and said, God, you want to ask me to go out? You know how it feels like for them to collect your wife? But no, he still trusted God. Since God, you told me to go out. You told me to go out. They've taken my wife. No problem. The Bible says that God went to Abimelech in the night. He said, Abimelech, I'm warning you. Return the guy's wife to him. I'll kill you. Because God asked him to go out, God was responsible for any challenge that came on the way. What people do is, they will jump into a business and ask God to bless it. You don't need to jump into something and ask God to bless it because God's blessing is already on what he asks you to do. Obedience. 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 Saul went to take the ram, the fat ram that God told him. God told Saul. He said, when you get into that city, kill everybody. The Amalekites. He God told Saul. He said, kill everybody. Kill all the Amalekites. Kill all of them. Don't spare any. Saul was killing. Saul was killing until he saw the fat rams. He saw the fat ones and said, wow. This one, hey, we can't kill it all. We can't kill it all. 
We can't kill this one. He carried those ones and brought it and began to sacrifice it unto God. When Samuel came, he said, does God have pleasure in rams? He said, so, you think it is sowing seed that will bless God? You think it is sacrificing that will bless God? He said, to obey is better than to sacrifice. To obey is better than sacrifice. He said, and to hack him than the fat of rams. To hack him than the fat of rams. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 9. I'll show you something. Verse 22. And at Tabera, and at Massa, and at Kibroth Hatava, he ye provoked the Lord to wrath. Likewise, when the Lord sent you from Kadesh Barnea, saying, Go up and possess the land which I have given you, then ye rebelled against the commandment of the Lord your God, and ye believed him not, nor hearkened to his voice. You believed him not. How? By not listening to his voice. Sometimes you think you believe God. You don't believe God because of what he asked you to do, you did not do it. What he asked you to do, you don't do it. So you don't believe him. So, so disobedience is faithlessness. Disobedience is faithlessness. Disobedience is faithlessness. God's love language is obedience. When you follow God's word, you obey God's word, everything he asks you to do, when you do it, God looks at you Say, this guy loves me. This guy loves me. This guy loves me. Because whatever I've told him to do, he does it. He does not flout his tithes and offerings. He does not flout going for soul winning. He does not flout the things I ask him to do. He listens to my voice. He listens to the thing I say. This guy loves me. Why? Because he's doing what I said. He's doing three things when it comes to obedience. Three things. Three things. Number one is obedience to the scriptures. Obedience to the scriptures. The scriptures already contain the things that God said we should do. As a young person, I tell you, he said, how shall a young man cleanse his way? How shall a young man cleanse his way? As a young person, let me tell you, don't listen to people who are saying, live your best life. No, live the life of the scriptures. Don't think you are losing anything. You are not losing anything. You are actually living the best life by following the scriptures because the scriptures are, 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 are trustworthy. You can bank your life on the scriptures. As a young man, I've banked my life on the scriptures. There's nothing you say. I only believe God's word. I don't believe what anybody says. I believe God's word. I don't believe what the economic guy says. I believe God's word. He said, when men are cast down, you shall say there's a lifting up. So when I wake up in the morning and they say, economic crunch, problem is going on, I believe what God said. I don't believe what they are telling me on the TV. I don't believe what they are telling me on the road. He said, whose report will you believe? I believe God. I don't believe what they are telling me. I believe the scriptures. I, I am obedient to the scriptures. Let me tell you something. Holy Ghost bless me with this. I don't miss my tithes as a pastor. People think as a pastor, you rather collect. I don't collect. I rather, I give my tithe. I have my tithe. I have my tithe that I give. I, I don't even want to see it. I don't see the tithe. When money comes to me, I don't want to see the tithe. It belongs to God. Because God looks out for those things. Does he love me? How will he know if he loves him? Not by feelings and emotions. Isaiah 50 verse 7. He said, the Lord God will help me. Therefore, have I set my face like a flint, like a rock. I don't turn anywhere. Anything anybody says, I don't care. I'm going in the direction of what God asked me to do. I'm going in the direction of what God asked me to do. One thing I love about the man of God, Pastor Chris. Let me tell you, you cannot convince him to do anything. Once he says, God told me, forget it. Once I say, eh, I'm like that. Once I say, God told me, there's nothing you say. You cannot convince me otherwise. I'll just sit. I, I can listen to your opinion. I say, what do you think? After I finish saying, what do you think? I say, okay, fine. One time, we we're about to have a certain meeting, and I called the fellowship leaders. Now they are pastors. The fellowship leaders. I called them. I said, uh, we are going to do something. I want to do. At that time, we're going to do the first online, online uh, midweek service. And I said, it's to set up centers. When I had, when the Holy Spirit told me, I called them for a meeting. I said, uh, it was online. I said, um, I want us to have online midweek centers. What do you think? This one said, Sir, I don't think it will work because these people, when they left, this one said, Sir, I don't think it will work. I said, You know what? 
go and set up the center. We are starting. Once I hear God, your opinion doesn't matter. You should make this a thing in your life. You cannot convince me. You cannot convince me out of Titan. You cannot convince me. You cannot convince me because I know where I'm coming from. I know what Titan has done to me. So you cannot convince me. I am obedient to the scriptures. What the scriptures say, I'm obedient to it. I'm obedient to it. Whatever God says, I do it. Whatever God says, I go in that direction. I'm obedient to the scripture. As a young man, as a young man, let, this, let everybody know around you that when it comes to the scriptures, you don't joke. That what the Bible has said you should do is what you are doing. Don't have an excuse out of it. Don't have an excuse out of it. Listen to the scriptures. Listen to the scriptures. Do what God says. Do what God says. Do what God says. Be obedient to the word of God. Be obedient to the scriptures. What God has said is what I'm doing. Don't look for an, you know, another way out of it. You know, every time people are looking for another way out of it, eh, God understands. He does not. God knows. God knows. I have a special relationship with God. Rubbish. You cannot have a special relationship with God outside the word of God. I have a special relationship with God. Sundays, I don't go. I just sing worship in my house. Uh, I don't go to church. I just sing worship in my house. See your carnality and ignorance. You are carnal. You are carnal. I know this is what I'm saying. It's tricky somebody, but I'm saying it. You are carnal. You think you have said something smart. No, no, I don't, I don't go to church on Sunday. I just lie in my, in my room and I lift up my hands toward God. God understands. When the tears come from my eyes, God understands. I'm not a good person, but God understands. Hey! On Sunday, that act of love that you know you wanted to sleep, but that act of love that will push you to stand up, God recognizes it. He recognizes it. Because when it was school, 7 a.m. lectures, you went. You went. You loved the school. God saw it that you loved the school. No problem. Now it came to Sunday. You say, I will wash. Why did you miss your class to wash? One lady was sharing something with me last week. She was saying, she said she told her boss, I want you to come to their office at Laboni. The boss stays at Medina. So she was inviting the boss to church at Lavod Arena. So he told the boss, I want you to follow me to church. The boss said, ah, it's far, it's far. But Monday to Friday, you leave Medina to Laboni. On Sunday, from Medina to Legon. It's far. As for when it's for church, it's far. When it's to make money, it is not far. Then the lady told him, he said, you don't love God, you love money. The, the, the boss thought about it. And came and said, did you say I don't love God? He said, yes, you don't love God, you love money. And in this world, people who have loved money always go and check. The Bible says, the love of money is the root of all evil. It said, which many have followed after have pierced themselves with many sorrow. Pierced themselves with many sorrow. Love God and use money. <laughs> Did you see that? Don't love money. Love God and use money. I'm not going to love money. I'm going to love God and use money. So the first one, obedience to the scriptures. The second one, obedience to the voice of God. To the voice of God. What has God told you? What has God told you? 
What personal things have God told you? What personal things has God told you? Obey those things. You obey those things that God has told you. The personal things. I was listening to a great man of God. He said, God told him to leave a whole church that he has built and go and start somewhere else. When he went there, he was looking for where to start. But he went to the city. Nowhere. Now God took him out of the city, so far away, almost three hours drive away from the city, into a, 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 a plain ground. When he got there, God said, this is the three hours drive from the city. Who come? Lions and tigers? But you see, the voice of God has the provision in it. Write it down. The voice of God has the provision in it. The voice of God has the people in it. The voice of God has the favor in it. Most people who have found themselves in different trouble is because they did not listen to God. They did not listen to God. They did not listen to God. Job chapter 36. The voice of God, it has the provision in it. Listen to the voice of God. Listen to the voice of God. Stop having your own opinions. Listen to the voice of God. And most of the time, the voice of God does not sound correct. <laughs> no, I've come to a place in, in, in my work with God. Like for example, when I was praying, when we were praying concerning, you know, on March night, I was praying, 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 praying. At the point the prayer was not moving, I stepped out. I said, God, you know me now. You know me. You have tested me many times. I'm here again. If you're not the one who sent me to have this on it, if you tell me now that you cancel it, it doesn't matter who I've invited, they're all going back to the house. That's, yes. 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 What is the point of having a program that God has not sent me to have? What's the point? I said, God. So as I prayed, God took my mind back to when he asked me to have it. That means God is putting me into remembrance. I said, okay, God, since you are sending me, please join me in the prayers. <laughs> because at the point, I was wondering if God was in the prayers or not. When I hear God, that is it. Nothing more. Nothing less. I'm looking for what God has said. What God has said. What have you said, God? I'm going to follow what you said. I'm going to follow the voice of God to me. I'm going to follow the voice of God to me. I'm going to follow the voice of God to me. I was telling the story. Getting ready for the video. <laughs> As I prayed on Friday night, I could not sleep. Saturday, throughout that camp, I could not. I couldn't join the camp. All of a sudden, there was a woman. I'll come to the third one. Very soon, there was a woman. She was a dickness. She was supposed to preach at the camp. It was not, I didn't organize the camp. I attended the camp. While the woman was preaching in the camp, she was preaching concerning relationship. All of a sudden, she left that and she began to say, you know, when God asks you to do something, make sure you follow his voice. Ah, this woman's preaching about another thing. All of a sudden, she has left what she's preaching about and started talking about my situation. All of a sudden, I sat on the floor. Nobody knew what was going on with me. All the people at the camp were just enjoying the camp. Nobody knew what was going on with me. It was serious. And I look at it. Oh, I step outside. The unrest in my heart was too much. I went outside. I went on my knees. I said, God, all right, let's have a deal. Let's have a deal. I'm not going to have this video, but please, at least let them return some of my money. <laughs> because for me, to, I didn't know. That's why I knew that the fear of money is a snare. I didn't know what to tell the guy. I didn't know that to tell the friend who introduced me to the guy. 
you understand? It was a recommendation. So it's like you are for my hand kind of thing. Like, oh, I introduced to see what you are doing. So you know what? I said, God, please talk on my behalf. I took my phone. Saturday evening, I called. The video is the next day. Saturday evening, I called. I said, so, so, and so. God said I should not shoot the video. I said, oh, what's awful? Oh, what's awful? I said, God said I shouldn't shoot it. I said, are you a Christian? He said, yes. I said, God said I should not do it. He said, okay. Okay. Let me call him and tell him. I said, called him. The guy started flaring up. That's why I don't like working with these gospel, gospel people. These gospel musicians. Do I not come and tell you that God said? I said, God too said. Only, I only give him half of his money. It's okay, at least I have some. I have some. I said, I'll take the half. When I go to Accra, I took the half. I left. All the people who were supposed to come for the video, was that calling all of them? Please, the video postponed indefinitely. Go to your house. All the food they are cooked for them, eat it. Whatever happened, happened. When I finished all that, I was so much at peace. And God said to me, as you have obeyed me, I will magnify you. Sixteen. I've gone to see my mother. Mommy, daddy, I have seen a woman. I said I've seen a woman. And this is what I want. Mom, my dad, they like to pray for me concerning those things. They went to pray. I refused to pray. You know why? I didn't want to hear God. I didn't want to hear no. <laughs> I didn't want to hear no. I'm telling the truth today. I didn't want to hear no. That I went and prayed and God said, because during that time, I've heard so many no's from God. I wanted to start a car business. You say no. I wanted to do video. You say no. I wanted to start this thing. You say no. I've heard too many no's from God. So now, I knew that if I go for and talk about this one, God shall say no. And like inside, I knew that. If I said, oh, Father of life, draw me closer. My son, she is not the one. I didn't want to hear it. So I went through my parents. Hopefully, they will say yes. And I'll blame it on them. If anything goes wrong. As I prayed, as I told them, I went back home. My mom prayed. My mom didn't have the best of signals, but I thought she's an old woman. She doesn't really, you know. You know, you always have excuse when it's something you like. You always have excuse. Then one day, God did not wait for me to pray. He said, if you let her go, you will see my glory. Hey, God. Thou hast deceived me and I was deceived. 
if you let her go, you will see my glory. If you let her go, I'll say, and it was echoing. If you, if you, if you, let her, let her, let her, let her. Go, go, go. You, you, you. See my, see my, see my. Glory, glory, glory. Oh, Pastor, I know. I had to listen to God. 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 Obey the voice of God. Let me tell you. Five years now. If you tell me to do Thanksgiving for that decision, I'll roll on the floor from there. I will, I'm not joking, no. Oh, Lord, you are wiser than us. Oh, Lord, you are wiser than us. I'll be rolling. <laughs> I don't want to say plenty things. <laughs> oh, God, thank you. In fact, for the next one second, all of you, join me to thank God that I listen. Oh, Father. Oh, Father. Oh, Father, thank you, Lord. Because I'll probably not be here. Do you understand? Like I'm at Maldives or something, Dubai. Seychelles. Thinking I'm living my best life. And I'll be missing out on impacting people's life for God. I say, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that I listen to your voice. <laughs> he sees things we've not seen. He knows things we've not known. Therefore, if he speaks to us, we can trust his voice. If you love me, keep my word. If you love me, keep my word. The third one, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. Obey them that will have the rule over you. They are men God sets over you. They are men that God sets over you. And they will begin to give you instructions. And tell you, at this point in time, it is not good for this. At this point in time, it is not good for that. Such people, they are sent from God for you. They give you instructions. If you do not obey what they tell you, you have not obeyed God. Like for example, we went to camp and I said, God said... We should do my intent for God. So remember, not just the prayer, my intent for God. Some people after three weeks will forget you don't love God. You can't convince God that you love him. It should be your heartbeat. That is what God is expecting from me. I'm doing it. And I, I said, nobody should ever sit in an Uber, say you are coming to church and you are sitting alone. You should come with somebody. The house of God. He said, if you love me, feed my lamb, feed my sheep. Carry them to church. Take them for your cell meetings. Share the word with them. I said, don't come to church alone. I don't see you come to church alone. I'm telling you because that's what God wants from you. I've not said, I'm your pastor. Obey me. So come to my house, come and wash. Nobody wants that. Rather come and clean the church. Don't come and clean my house. That's, I, I, I'll push you to serve God. That's what I'll push you to do. I'll push you to serve God. That's what I want you to do. To serve God. And some of you, 
you have the privilege that I, I, I am able to tell you that you don't do this, don't do that. Of course, I don't do that to everybody. No, I mean, people even come to me and say, oh, please, advise me, I will advise. I said, no. You, say, when it comes, you know, when it comes to relationships, I don't like to talk. Advise me and I shall advise. I said, no, I'm not advising you. But I speak to some of you and tell you, no, you, it is not time for this. It is not time for that. Then you will still go behind and go and do it. What are you thinking God is? Then do it. I know what happens to people who don't obey God. I know what happens to people who don't obey God. I know it. And I've told everybody, and everybody knows it. If I'm involved in something, and I go to, uh, to see the one that God has put over me, I go to Pastor B and says, um, don't do it. That is it. That has settled it. Because you see, when you get to a place in your life where you cannot be corrected, that's where Saul got to. Saul became king, but there was no, there was no correction for him. Nobody could correct him because in the Bible at the time, Saul went to kill all the priests. Samuel, who anointed Saul, one day said, God, if Saul sees me anointing David, he will kill me. How did Saul get to that place? You were nobody. The smallest of the tribe, in the, the tribe of Benjamin, when you were called to be king, you were nobody. You were nothing. You were nothing when someone picked you. You didn't know where your life was going when someone picked you. All of a sudden, today you are a king. And you can, you can, someone is now afraid of you. Because you are now a king. The one who made you king. The one who anointed you king. is not afraid of you. Why? Because you have become a superstar. Oh, David. No wonder God loved him. Even when he made a mistake, it was another prophet who was not afraid that David would kill him if he corrects him. The prophet was not afraid because he knows that David fears men of God. He knows that David fears prophets. When he came to him and said, this is what God said, David will listen. But Saul, you cannot correct him. His own son tried to correct him. He nearly killed him. He nearly killed his own son who was supposed to be heir on the throne. Listen, always check your heart. Always check your heart. Always check your heart. Can you be corrected? Some people cannot be corrected. They are the Lord of their lives. They are the last voices in their life. They are the last voices in their lives. Hey, you are in a dangerous place. You are in a dangerous place if there's not a voice in this world that God can use to correct you. I tell ladies all the time, don't marry a man who does not have a head. Don't marry a man who does not listen to anybody. If he's the Lord of his life, you are gone. He does not have a head. He does not have a mentor. He does not have somebody who can tell him to sit down. Don't go there. I'll be happy. The guy does not go to church say you will change him. See this one. Oh, Lodo. He will change him. Mama Holy Ghost. Madam Holy Ghost. See this one. Cambra de Casiquetes. He said, you know, I'm still sharing the word. I'm still sharing the word with him. I'm still sharing. Still sharing. Eh? Wi-Fi direct. <laughs> eh? Do you know the Bible says that even the women who are married to men who are not saved, and in, that, in the Bible, the, the, the scenario was that they were already married to the people and they gave their lives to Christ. All right? He said those ones, he said they without the word, they without the word, to convert your husband with the amount of life because you cannot use the word to change somebody you have married. Um, why are you with the lady? He said, um, I need somebody who can help me grow in the word of God. Go and look for a cellular. So oh, I'm with him because, you know, he's very spiritual and he helps me to pray. I said, you don't need a boyfriend, you need a cellular. If you need someone to help you pray, you don't need a man, you need a cellular. leader. 
go for cell leader. Oh, she helped me to cook. You need to go to a restaurant. Oh, I really love her because she can sing. Join the choir. You know, you help my spirituality. Those are not reasons. They're not reasons. Obey the voice of God. Obey the voice of God. And don't obey it for one month. Some obey it for one month. After one month, like God has forgotten. <laughs> they are back. <laughs> bang, bang. When they finish, when they, finish, they have to beg God. Don't bother yourself to beg God. Don't bother yourself to beg God. Because God knows you know what you are doing. To obey is better than to sacrifice. To hacking than the fat of rams. Then they will come and sow a major seed. God is not looking at the seed. Oh, oh, only God knows how many seeds have been rejected. Because they were, not, they were not sown on the background of obedience. When God speaks to you, listen, you will have a glorious future. And things will go. I tell you, in my life, in my life, everything is just moving. Moving. Moving because God has tried me. He has tested me. Many things it asked me to obey. We move. Say, do this. I'm going. Have 12 hour prayer. I'm going. Have two hour prayer. I'm going. Have go, I'm going. Preach here. I'm going. Have leaders training. I'm going. I don't I don't call those things by myself. If I'm lying on a bed and God says, have this, I'm going. And I've told you, I said, even though we are in court, if God tomorrow morning comes to tell me that I should go to stadium, I'm going. I'm going. You are afraid to clap. Me, I'll go. And let me tell something. Let me tell something. Let me tell something. And you don't have to come. You can't meet the place for you. don't have to come. It's God we are dealing with. You don't have to come. You say, hey, me, I'm not going. If God asks me, I'll go and meet the people there. Because, I, remember what I told you. I said, if God speaks to you about something, you speak to the others about it. That pastor, listen, that pastor I'm talking about, that went to that outskirts of town. Three hours out of town. He has services every Sunday with an attendance of 300,000 every Sunday. 300,000. He has six services. Six services. Out of town. Three hours out of town. And you are worthy of the glory, honor, and the praise. Oh, Jesus. Lift your hand. Lift my voice. Sometimes I've met people and they'll say, Sir, don't you think this? I said, God has not told me. Sir, don't you think this? God has not told me. And if God has not told me, I'm not moving. I'm not moving. If God has not told me, I'm not moving. They ask me, don't you think God has not spoken to me? God has not said this. It is what God says that I do. It's what God says that I do. I don't listen to what people say. I listen to what God says. To the voice of God. And I listen to the voice of my man of God. When he instructs me, I listen to it. Listen to it. Lift your hand. Let's sing that song. And you are worthy of mercy. 